Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. All right, Mornings Lone Star here at Lone Star Community Radio. Every weekday morning from 8 to 11 o'clock in the morning, our special guest is in the studio. We got Sean Thompson in the studio. How you doing, man? Dick, it's good to see you. Yeah, yeah. So if uh, people are listening on our FM and also the app right now, we are broadcasting live on our YouTube channel and Facebook channel. So if you want to watch us, that's a great place to go right now. That's Mornings with Lone Star, and we're going to be chatting till pretty much the end of the show, uh, bumping up to the weekly business hour. So Sean and I used to have a morning show a long time ago, and he has moved on to greener pastures, but he was nice enough to come in to be my first guest today for the new show. So we're excited about having Sean in the studio. Before we get to Sean, I want to remind folks he's in an upcoming play at the Crichton Theater, Much Ado About Nothing. He is in it. He's an actor. And uh, I put a link to purchase your tickets. I think it started around April, sometime in April. Mm-hmm. First and, three weekends of April. Yeah, so you can get tickets there. You also are an editor at the Woodlands Online. Yeah, I'm the news editor there. News now. editor, uh-huh. so you're, you're kind of knowledgeable about the area and everything going on. Absolutely. Uh, if you want to message us while we're live, I am monitoring the uh, Facebook channel and the YouTube channel and all that kind of stuff. So feel free to make a comment if you got a question for my buddy here, Sean. All right, man. How's it? How you doing? I'm okay. I mean, we see each other every now and then. Not nearly enough. I'm used to the, you know, our thrice a week show we had, Dick and Skippy. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, well, fortunately slash unfortunately, I got snagged to be a news editor. So for a couple of reasons, a I'm I'm out and about and office bound and taking care of stuff, but also as a member of the media now, I can't be quite as uh, vociferous as I was in the Dick and Skippy morning show. I uh, have to have a public persona of, you know, not favoring one side or the other. But hopefully, you know who, know, who knows, maybe I can do something really bad over there. They'll fire me and I can come back and we can pick up where we left off. You always want to get fired, don't you? <laughs> always looking to get fired. Always looking to get fired. Yeah, I mean, there's so much. It happens so much that, you know, you think I'd make it easier by now. Yeah, true. But, uh, yeah, so tell me about Much Ado About Nothing. I know that play, you're in it, you play who? Who's I your... play Dogberry. Who, Dogberry. If you, yeah, if you saw the, the Kenneth Branagh version of it with Michael Keaton, uh, I mean, with uh, Ke- uh, Keanu Reeves, I'm the Michael Keaton character. So it's a, uh, he's the constable, but he's a real idiot. So, you know, typecasting. Person person with power and authority, but no abilities to, to use it. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. That's me, so I'm, well, not, that, I'm not even acting. I kind of remember that play. I want to say I even saw it on the stage before. It is, it's a satire, right? Yeah, it's a popular one. Actually, So Much to Do About Nothing was written just after Romeo and Juliet. Okay. And it really is kind of the anti-Romeo and Juliet. Basically, it's what would happen if roughly the same plot happened with Romeo and Juliet, but nobody died. But it was a comedy. Okay. And so That's you fair. even have this point halfway through where this woman's been done wrong, and you got this priest who say, hey, I got this idea. Let's fake your death for a bit. And I know that back in the in the day, the audiences were going, no, don't do it. That's how Juliet died. So, But it's a total rom-com, uh, romantic comedy, uh, battle of the sexes. Uh, you got the young loves with Hero and Claudio, and who's played by Holly Teague and Ian Montez. And then you've got the real battle of the sexes between Beatrice and Benedict, who... 
you know, your typical rom-com, they're wailing on each other, just war of the words, and bit by well, bit. You're, you're a big oh, Shakespeare guy. I'm a Shakespeare guy. So that's probably nut. why you're in this. You just, I, I, I am. Well, Melody Dixon is directing it. Okay. She is the new newer executive director of the Crichton Theater. Uh, yeah, of, of, the, uh, of uh, uh, Stage Right. Stage Right. Right. Who the, Stage Right is the theater company who's in residence at the Crichton yeah. Theater. And then you got the Players Theater Company who's in residence over at the Owen across okay. the street. Interesting. And I know the Owen has just started rehearsals for Noises Off, which is a great comedy, too. So lots of great theater up here in Conroe. Yeah, downtown is changing quite a bit it is I, I actually had trouble finding parking here and i'm used to you know just pulling up right outside yeah. the studio i love the new digs what do you and think i i love this i mean so for years you had me in this little cramped yeah. you know closet official the, the city smelled like serious. stale cheetos and now we're in this building we're in conroe tower well conroe's growing we're growing it is i was a very honored uh, recently, the Conroe Art League asked me, because yeah. on top of everything else, I still have my business, C3, so I do videos and stuff. And a few years ago, I did a video for them for this grant for the Conroe Art League. And they used it for the last few years, but they got told, you have to do new videos. So they, they hired me to, to do a new video for them. So I got to shoot some more Conroe footage and get all these details about Conroe. It's just staggering. Well, you know, speaking of the Conroe Arts Alliance, they're doing their festival in, I think, two weeks? Uh, I think it's the 11th. I think it's, like, coming up really quick. I, I got it right here. It's March 18th. 18th, okay. So it's next week. Uh, week so from... I'm right. You're wrong. Uh, well, is that the, the Conroe? This is the Greater Conroe Arts Festival. Okay, the Conroe Music Festival is this weekend. Oh, it is? Yeah. The Crossroads? Uh-huh. I thought it was April. That, unless I got the wrong information. Yeah. But, you uh-huh. know, I'm in the news, so I'm sure it's yeah. all fake anyway. So. <laughs> you didn't come prepared. Where are your notes? <laughs> right. Where are your notes? But uh, if you're just now tuning in, we're talking to Sean Thompson. He is a local actor and also news editor at Woodlands Online. There, uh, you know, Speaking of growth around Montgomery County, have you driven on 105 recently? Yes, I It's have. a mess. It is. What happened with that? They're, for some reason, they're putting a median in. That's a, what do they call it? A protected median. Uh-huh. So if folks don't know, 105 is a giant road that goes from all the way from Conroe all the way to Montgomery. Yeah, it's a giant east-west that bisects I-35. Yeah, and it comes right through downtown. But, uh, yeah, they're putting medians, like concrete medians, so you can't just U-turn whenever you want. And it's a pain in the butt sometimes. I was up there last week. There's some... Apparently, a really big local boy who became a country music star. Oh, yeah. Uh, call, uh, Parker. McCollum? Hey, Parker McCollum. I kept on wanting to say Parker Lewis can't lose, but yeah, Parker McCollum. And so there was a media event where I got to go inside and, you know, wore my media pass and got up close and personal yeah. with him. And for you ladies out there, yes, he did smell like popcorn and rainbows. Uh, interesting yeah, smell. Yeah, interesting yeah, very smell. interesting. But it, it was at the uh, the Raising Canes. Just oh, that's right. He was he was serving people. Yeah, he showed up, and you know, I had to work my way through the throng. That's one reason I love being in the media because I wave my media pass. Yeah, I get, it's all like, the girls it's like are Disneyland. Oh, they were. There had to be when I say hundreds, probably well over a thousand people. The line was wrapping wow. around the block. And um, who, who who do you think places that order at Canes? Be like, hey, we got this Parker guy coming in. We need like. 14 times more chicken tenders than we usually get. You're right, and get it early. Oh, what they did, so he came in, he ordered a meal. The guy was a trooper because he's actually eating. And well, he probably likes it. Who doesn't there. like canes? Who, it's the sauce that'll do it to you. Yeah. Man. And then they gave him a tour, and then they strapped on. He strapped on one of the headsets and started taking orders for, for some people. And 
of course, the news is outside in the drive-through lane, so people were, "What's going on?" I just want my chicken. And now, unfortunately, I'm not much of a country music guy. So when I first heard, "Oh my God, Sean, you got to get out to Raising Canes," yeah. you know, this Parker guy's gonna be. I thought it was like a football player or something. Then yeah. I realized, no, this guy's like male artist of the year for the CMA Awards. Well, you opened stuff. up the. Houston Livestock Rodeo. That, that, that night, he opened up the rodeo. Yeah, so think about that. That's I bet how, he didn't uh, eat any of those that chicken. He only ate like a couple bites, right? Oh, no, he wiped it out. Oh, I Oops. wonder how he feels when he's going on stage and you oh, got chicken well, in your well, belly. Well, the dude was kind of, what's the word, swole? I mean, he was, yeah. he was kind of ripped, so I'm sure he did some workouts between. Oh, he hasn't gone Elvis on us yet? Not yet, no. That's good. That's good. <laughs> well, that's pretty funny, right? Well, uh, I miss you a lot, man. There's a lot going on here, and it, you're always a, a joy. You can check out uh, YouTube. Go to Dick and Skippy in the mornings, and you can see a lot of interviews we had. And well, Yeah, well, that was kind of funny because the last election season, as the news editor, you know, I was working on this voter's guide, a comprehensive voter's guide. Oh, for guide the local stuff here? For, yeah, for all the Montgomery County or Woodlands area yeah. Uh, yeah, you're races. More, you're the Woodland side of Montgomery Right, County. and... You know, as Skippy, you know, it's pretty pretty vocal that uh, I lean uh, fiscally conservative, you know, and that we would have a lot of discussions and debates on that. And so I got a call from the local DNC with concerns about my voters guide for Women's Online saying, well, you know, you're a conservative. I'm like, yeah, but as a news editor, I'm not. Or, you know, not publicly, that everyone got How the would same they know you're a conservative? Because they listened to Dick and Skippy in the morning. No way. And they did, apparently so, because I got this call from going, we just want to make sure, so I, I sent them the information. So, you know, when you're in the media, you got to watch yeah, out. That happens. People think I'm an anarchist, which is, I mean, depends on what day it is. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Yeah. But as a result, I got to moderate the all-candidate debates a few months ago. Yeah. That was a lot of, lot of fun. I got to run a debate the way I wanted to run a debate where I get tired of people just doing sound bites and getting away with it. So I would actually call candidates or Did I'd you have like a clown horn them. to interrupt them. I, I had a, I had a hotel bell sound on my phone yeah. to go ding and I would call them out on it or quote them to themselves. And that was funny when they yeah, realized local, they were getting quoted to themselves. Lo- yeah. Local stuff. It's just not as in depth that I think people expect it to be because they, when you hear of politics, you always hear of like the bigger, the big games, like the president. And so they're like, well, why don't they have debates like they have on CNN? Well, well, we did. Yeah. Uh, we partnered up, Woodlands Online partnered up with the Woodlands Area Chamber of Commerce yeah. and Lone Star College and Sam Houston State. And we had this all candidates, so school board for CISD yeah. and Tomball ISD because they're part of the Woodlands. Uh, the, uh, yeah, I mean, you name it. If there was a race, yeah, except for the township. No, we even did township position races. That's right. We did everything. Yeah. It was like a five-hour deal. It was a blast, and I'll be doing it again. Very educational, it sounds like. Yeah, it, it was. And I got to kind of educate the viewers because it was live stream. Yeah. So let them know. But I also got to educate the politicians that, you know, sometimes you're going to be asked questions. Nothing's a sure shot, you know. I, and so I enjoy being nonpartisan like that. But... I miss like heck being Skippy to your dick. Oh, no. We, we, we got to fix this we had, we had a lot of fun. Once I win the lottery, you know, I'm quitting everything. We're just going to start the radio show right back up. Yeah, fair enough. Are you buying tickets? Are you even trying to win the lottery? Maybe. People say that all the time. Maybe I should Are they start. even trying? 
Hey, right. all I know is that a company I used to work for, a guy actually won a few million on the lottery. Yeah. And it was like a scratch off or like an actual. <clears> no, he lottery. like a lotto thing. And yeah. once he like made sure he had it, that's when he went to the, the bosses of the company and told them exactly. <laughs> it was like right out of a, a movie. He told them exactly what he thought of them. Basically, I won the lottery, uh, sons of guns. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was great. I, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall for that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like downtown Connor won the lottery. Just because all this new stuff, it's like, who's who are these people? What is going on? Yeah, well, you know, it's gotten some actual designations as an uh, arts des- destination okay. and a music destination. These are actually state designations. Plus, it's growing by leaps and bounds on that uh, video I just did for the Conroe Art League. So it's I, all your fault. It, it That's is, what yeah. I'm but I was able to, I found out the census data. And, you know, just a few years ago, they were like, 30,000, 40,000 people in Conroe. Now there's more than 100,000 people in Conroe residents. And it's just Jeez. growing by leaps and bounds. And for some amazing reason, the infrastructure is able to keep up with it. Because usually you get that growing pains. Yeah. We don't have the, the roads. One for, lane road for right. 10,000 people. And Conroe seems to be nailing, nailing it. Good. Yeah, yeah, I like uh, I like what's going on. And then uh, what's your? have you visited all the new restaurants down here? Not yet, but it's on my list. Yeah. In fact, I was having, I went to uh, one of the places that we did our breakfast taco review, yeah. Taco Velo's, and I forgot what good food they have yeah. there. It's not as good as Angie's, though. Yeah. Have you been to Angie's? Did we go to Angie's? I don't think we went to Angie's. That's my new favorite spot. There's Mr. Taco 105, and then Angie's right over here on Fraser, and uh, I think it's called Wilson Road, like right down the corner. It's like in the gas station parking lot, mm-hmm. so you know it's going to be good. Oh yeah, the the nightlife, especially around the block where uh, where the studio used to be. You got two hundred two Main, yeah, which is a hopping spot. I, I know you're a big fan. The other night. I know you're a big fan of crawfish, uh, <laughs> but the Keith, little Hobbit lobsters. Yeah, he, Sean does not like crawfish. <laughs> uh, the his birthday, Keith Kruger's birthday. They're having a huge celebration on Sunday. This Sunday, five dollars mm-hmm. are you, all you can eat. So, uh, so I pay five bucks for like a, a crawfish and a half. So that's all yeah. I'd be able to eat. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's that's disappointing. Uh, you don't like crawfish. I always remember that. I'm like, uh, I don't get crawfish. Not lobster. I love, but crawfish. I mean, it's it's a lot of work for for fun. you it's know, all fun. Point two ounces. Like I would of never meat. go to True Lux and be like, can I just get a thing of crawfish? Well, I go to True Lux. I go for their spinach artichoke dip. In fact, I'm going to go there uh, breakfast uh, next week. No, this week. Is it like a chamber thing or something? Uh, No, there's a uh, new facility, like a school for the deaf and hard of hearing. It's called All Ears. And I got a media request for to show up at this breakfast and and check them out. Yeah, you know, uh, so Cindy Cochran's back with us. I know. I've been listening to her show. She's amazing. So she is doing on Tuesday, she's trying to do signing. That's awesome. So she has her first guest. It's an a- uh, ASL person coming in, and they're going to be signing the entire show and talking. So it's not just... Well, the, see, that's important to me. I have a, a few years ago uh, an actress friend of mine. Well, she became a friend. Uh, her name Heba Toulon, and she's deaf. And that just so... I knew enough ASL and fingerspelling to be dangerous, so we communicated. And I really got into differently abled people in the arts, you know, whether there's they're deaf or there are other issues. And so I've really gotten into it. And my theater, because I still run Points North Theater in the Woodlands, and we've had the Woodland Shakespeare Festival for the last eight years now, where we'll idea. have Lone Star College, we'll have signers on the sides of the stage signing to our audiences. Well, I always like it too, especially here locally. They have 
so many creative freedoms with like the plays they do, mm-hmm. and they might incorporate that into right. the play. Well, that's the great thing about Shakespeare. The guy's been dead for 500 years. So you can so. do whatever you want. Yeah, he's not going to bitch too much about it. Yeah. I mean, much to do about nothing. I don't know. I, I, can, actually, see, this... I can actually see that play working with different disability people because the whole show concept is miscommunication right exactly so you're people to, you're not tra- talking this to guy's each other. deaf this guy's you know blind it's like they're trying to figure it out and, mm-hmm. and uh and just in case people were wondering uh, this particular production that melody's directing it's set true is what it's called in you know not like the old west or the far future or world war ii like it's set stuff. like it's supposed to be i love interpretive shakespeare but every now and then it's good just to have it as it's meant to be yeah because uh, it shows the timelessness uh, well, see, I think set, we, of the well, we definitely had this conversation about Shakespeare where I think when y'all do that kind of stuff, it's because the actors want to do that. And it's not for like a production thing. It's like the actors want to live that because they dream to be in a Shakespeare. <laughs> they dream to wear the, the weird clothes that the they wore, clothes. you know, and the, the, the shoes and the, the tights. The tights and the shoes. And the, yeah. And give up all personal hygiene for you. Yeah. I know that's what I'm saying. I feel like when actors get into that stuff like that, everyone was trained in Shakespeare in one way or another, and it's like, can we do an actual production of Much Ado About Nothing? Yeah, it's good to get, like, get in on the ch- real don't thing. Don't change anything. Don't change a thing. Yeah. I've got a uh, another gig coming up. And the up. audience hates it. No, actually, the audience is going to love this one. Totally. I mean, I've done Much Ado <laughs> I'm kidding. where I said it in World War II, actually. You remember that Time Magazine cover with the sailor kissing yeah. the nurse? We actually recreated that scene. Oh, that's uh, right. I, I did that. I said Much Ado About Nothing at the end of Vietnam. I, I think much ado, much ado About Nothing might be my favorite Shakespeare, just because it's comedy from start to finish. It's my favorite. Yeah, it's from start to finish. It's funny. You and, get it. it yeah. Don't be worried if you don't get Shakespeare. That's you'll get it's, this show. It's easy access. It's a lot for of my fun. primitive brain to understand Shakespeare. So in April, so this is running in April, but also in April, I'm holding auditions. Uh, there's a theater in Houston called Theater Southwest, which is on the west side of, of Houston. There's so many. Okay. And they asked me to direct this show there called The Book of Will. And I read the script and I fell in love with it. Oh, so, so it's like a local script, or is it? No, like- no, no. Actually, it's written by this uh, lady named Lauren Gunderson, who's like really popular right now. In fact, the same theater is doing another show written by this lady called Silent Skies, which is about the first female astronomer, and it's amazing. Okay. Book of Will is about it's a few years after Will Shakespeare's dead. It's a comedy, but it's based on the real story of the people who were left behind, his actors and stuff realizing that he died and they didn't have full scripts on anything and people were like writing new plays and putting Shakespeare's name to it or changing his lines so they decided to put together the first book of the complete works of William Shakespeare while they remembered them. oh wow because they're starting to die off like oh no he knew all the lines for Iago and because Shakespeare it wasn't like today where you get the script in your hand uh they would get ripped off a lot so you just write down your side of the script or the prompt book or something and it's them having to deal with all the grief to get this first book together and it's a wonderful i mean if you're into shakespeare or afraid of shakespeare or something that's a show to come watch you'll have to schlep down to houston so it'll run in june you can get tickets i so, put i put a link to much to do on but much to do definitely come first three weekends of april it's a great show it's a lot of fun yeah and you get to see me being a total idiot yeah. I, I love i'm just having fun it's right into that role i do well i'm playing dogberry as kind of a what a name too by the way yeah 
playing him as kind of a, the, the the guy who always wants to be a cop and he's read all the books, but he can't get beyond being like a mall cop or yeah. something. You and can't pass the PT. Right, can't pass it. So, you know, I actually carry a wooden sword. Kind of, you know, they, they don't trust me with a real sword. That that kind of thing. It's a lot of fun. All right, well, I'm definitely going to check it out. I think Holly and I can have a little date night. I love that. How is Holly? She's doing wonderful, I've seen her in forever. Yeah, she's working as an OR uh, nurse over there at Memorial Herman. And, and she just started. Yeah, she just started uh, last odd. week. You know, she my my mom was in the uh, oh OR. You said not ER. Yeah, OR. OR. Okay, my mom was in the ER. She's okay now, but uh, a couple of times last few months in Memorial Herman. So I thought maybe yeah. Holly took care of her, but Holly's in the OR. OR. Yeah, wow. she's really excited about it. She basically told me that she has been, she's been a nurse for ten years, and mm-hmm. she's like, I just need a break from people that are up and talking to me. So everyone, everyone's going to be <laughs> sedated. She's like. That's the goal right now. Is everyone's sedated when they're when they come see me? <laughs> well, she may have. I had to go to Memorial. Was it Memorial Herman? I think uh, I had I had a bad kidney stone thing where they had to like yeah, put me that. under and zap. Is that it when out. you were just eating pretzels and beer? Is yeah, that what it apparently was? when you go keto, they don't tell you that keto is designed to give you kidney stones. Yeah, everything inadvertently. You, yeah. So or, or it's a bad I was joke. losing weight and looking good, and then I was the guy that got the kidney stones from heck. But uh, they had to actually like put me out and, yeah. and zap it. And she, hey, who knows? Maybe Holly saw me with no pants on. Uh, I don't know. Don't don't put that in my she mind. She could have been there. I don't know. That's pretty funny. But uh, but yeah. So anything else? I know we gotta be wrapping up here pretty soon because we got a show at eleven o'clock with the weekly business hour with with, with Rick. With Rick, yeah. Am I gonna a, see? No, Rick unfortunately, too? it's a replay. Oh, then so. forget it. He's not listening. Let's just keep going. <laughs> yeah, that's what we can do here on Lone Star Community Radio. But yeah, a lot of the stuff is going on here. We're trying to look for a new show host. Uh, so if you want to have start your own show, reach out to us at lscrstudios at gmail.com. Uh, but you got to live around here. I get a lot of strange people from other countries trying to start shows. And I'm like, how does this? I literally had a lady who reached out and I we planned, coordinated a meeting here. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And then she was an hour late, and I called her. I was worried, and I go, "Is everything okay?" And she's like, well, "I'll be there in a minute." So I wait a minute, and she didn't show up. So she calls me, and she goes, "Hey, is the station located at a house?" And I'm like, "No," but I'm thinking she might be right outside downtown or something. No, uh, it turns out she's in Utah, and she drove an hour and a half to some other 300 West Davis Conroe Tower. Uh, I guess there is another Conroe Tower out there. I have no idea. She apologized, and I was like, how did, did she not know that we were in Conroe, Texas? <laughs> Do your due diligence, people. Well, no, I, I, I laughed. I had to laugh because I was like, I'm sorry, but uh, I thought I did everything I could do to tell you that we're located here. But good luck to her. And yeah, I'm, best luck to her. I'm helping her with some other stuff. But Hey, uh, now, you and I have to talk off the air. I'm going to leave a little thing dangling here. Yeah. I was talking the other day with some friends, and I got this idea for like a website, oh, and great. I found out that the website name had not been taken, so I snagged it. Okay. And with that, I have an idea for a multimedia website that picture Skippy, but on steroids. And I think we, okay. we can do it like a radio show. I like it. We have to talk about that. Any idea is Stay a good tuned. idea in my mind. Yeah, right. So if you're listening and you have, a good, you have an idea, it's probably good. So give it to me. There uh, you go. But yeah, so uh, yeah. they let me on the air. They should let anybody nah, nah, on the sure. air. We let Cindy on the air. She's my barometer of the least thing we can do on the on the start. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you, Cindy. Uh, but yeah, so I guess we're gonna be wrapping it up. This was the first episode of our first show. I'll be back 
tomorrow I'm so morning glad at eight a.m. Yeah, I'm glad you got away from the woodlands and you came all the way over here. I will schlep out here for for Dick. Yeah, any any chance I before, can. Before before we go though, I mean we got a couple of minutes. I wanted to ask you: Have you been watching the new Star Trek? At yes. All. all you watched the new Picard. Yes. You watched uh, and Strange New World. Strange New World. Yes. They have a cartoon randomly. I don't never really don't, cared. Won't watch that. They, they got really Prodigy cared. and Lower Decks, which are cartoons. Okay. Or, yeah. Not a fan of that. Uh, now that their Alex Kurtzman is getting phased out. Good. Because uh, yes. I gave up on Discovery. Uh, I'll I'll say this because I can say this. I think um, as uh, bipartisan when they made Stacey Abrams president of Earth. In Star Trek Discovery, I gave up. If it had been Willie Nelson, I would have been all over it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, to, to pick someone who's polarizing and ticks off half your audience. Uh, the new season of Picard, absolutely love it. And yeah. Strange they New World. They got Worlds, the whole band back together. Yeah, it's like the way Star Trek was supposed to be, which is social commentary, not political talk of the day. Yeah. Loving them. If if you're not in them, cool. I'm trying to get my out. wife in. I'll check you know. them out. I've been, mm-hmm. uh, I've been watching Voyager, revisiting that. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, yeah, I wonder. I wonder where they because when I was reading, I guess we, I don't know what they call it in the industry, but like what season three is supposed to be about, like uh-huh. the underlining tones, and basically the the new showrunner was like, yeah, I want to do next generation. Yeah, Metallus. He's but he's like, I want to do next generation, but I want to do like the movies. So it's going to be like a movie style. It's very much show. especially with the darkness. The the one thing I wish they do is it, up up the uh, the exposure on the cameras a bit. It's it's dark. I feel like a lot of. Dark. I feel like that happens all the time in shows now. It's a, it's a thing. It's, it's, it started it started off in the '90s and the early 2000s, like with the West Wing, where you know ordinarily would be under fluorescent lights, but they decided to make it well, movie it's spotlights. All, I think what I was the joke I read is a lot easier for graphic artists for green screening to make it dark, so that you don't see all the mistakes they put in there. <laughs> right. So that's why everything's so or dark the, all of yes, a sudden. Yeah, CGIing somebody's. I face mean, think or, about Game of Thrones. The last season, it was like significantly darker. Even even when they were out in the snow parts, it was still dark. But it's, that dark made that Starbucks cup really pop. Uh, well, I mean, but yeah, I've. Are you should, I don't, have you did you watch that series at all? I I I can't make it past the first episode. Uh, yeah, I mean it's one of those things. It's weird. It's an all right show. I don't. I I like those kind of shows, but it's uh-huh. not my favorite fantasy. Ordinarily, show. I would fantasy and lots of nudity. You ordinarily would be all about it, but I'm just, uh, especially knowing how the last season, how much everybody hates it. It's like I don't want to. I don't know when to stop watching it. So yeah, maybe one day I'll. Well, give I'll it a check chance. out the Star Trek. That's on Paramount Plus. That's gonna be something I can. Uh, I want to watch. And then, uh, but yeah, Sean, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, again, folks, if you want to see Sean on the stage coming up in April, much ado about nothing. I put the ticket link. It's over at the Crichton Theater here in downtown Conroe. Uh, put on by Stage Right, and also you can watch Sean. I believe every. When is it on Woodlands Online? In about an hour from now, hour from I'm, I'm going to be, be on, on Woodlands On Air, which is a weekly TV show I do. Uh, other shows I do for Woodlands Online include For Reels, and you you need to be my guest on For Reels. It's a movie review show. Okay. Uh, where we, uh, Synopolis has been our sponsor, and it's not about new films. It's about favorites from the past that we want to remind people about. Okay. So you, you're going to be my guest next time. All right. I like, I like yeah. watching movies, and I haven't seen, I feel like I haven't seen a good one in a long time. I think Top Gun Maverick was like the, the most last. recent one you saw. No, there was another one that because they're they're streaming now. I just can't remember. <laughs> well, you know, I like it. I'm a senior citizen now, so uh, that's true. <laughs> Memory's an issue. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Sean, thank you so much. You've been listening to Mornings of Lone Star here at Lone Star Community Radio. I'm going to be back tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. 
right here on IRLoneStar.com worldwide. Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you want to be a guest just like Sean, reach out to us. we got a, an email address that's morningswithlonestar at gmail.com or visit, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com slash MWLS. We're signing out, and we will see you guys later.